Welcome to the Bibbidi Bobbidi Basics Podcast. We're just two childless millennials who love Disney, Harry Potter, traveling, and all things basic. My name is Sarah Beth Miller. And I'm Caitlin May. And together, we're just two childhood best friends who catch up weekly about theme park news and different topics that we face in our late 20s. Hey, Sarah Beth. Hey, Katie. How are you? I am good. Good. This is. Oh, that's your boom. I'm not gonna say it. Never mind. What? I was gonna say this is the last episode we're recording. Oh, I know. Well, okay, that's a good. I mean, let's get into the booms because my boom is that this is our last episode that we're recording before our podcast drops, and I'm so excited. So exciting! (sighs) It is almost time for us to be like, hey. We're here. We're out in the world. Yeah, it's almost like so like mind blowing and scary because I don't know. We did this so fast. I know that is it's just it's been easy for it to be just like a theory, you know, and the fact that people are now listening to us. ah, Yeah, it's crazy. I think honestly, like if we wouldn't have done this in the way that we the, the way that it happened, like me saying hey let's start a podcast and then like really like honestly pushing it out in like a couple of weeks I think it would have taken like a back burner and we wouldn't Mm -hmm. have done it yeah I agree that like drive to do things I agree we did this fast we did this in like just a little like two weeks two full weeks yeah two weeks gosh that's crazy oh my gosh so crazy um (laughs) good for us like a I know right (laughs) Let's get into the booms and busts for the week. With all the excitement that this podcast brings, um, it also brings its challenges because I have had to learn how to edit a podcast, which meant learning like a whole new software. Thank God. I'm so thankful that Jonathan like works in this realm and has a degree in this. So, like, he can answer all my questions and he can teach me how to do stuff. But, oh, it's, like, such a steep learning curve on all of these, like, Adobe softwares that I literally have never seen in my life. And then he brings up the workflow and I'm like, what is all of this? Yeah, honestly, like, I'm glad that you were like, oh, I'll edit everything because there is no way that I could have honestly, like, learned how to do any of that because, like, that's not... Like, I don't know how to do anything like that. Like, you edit, like, your YouTube videos and things like that. So, it's almost, like, you kind of know, like, how to edit somewhat. Mm -hmm. But, like, obviously, it's just voice instead of a video. Yeah. I would have never been able to do this. Yeah, quite honestly, the only reason why I was comfortable enough to volunteer for, like, editing was because... Jonathan has taught me how to work with a lot of video editing software. So I knew that if either one of us had a fighting chance of learning a software this quickly, (laughs) it would have been me. It was definitely you. Because I knew at least a little bit of the theory. Now, don't get me wrong. I do not know completely what I'm doing. Like, did I work on some stuff today and have a mental breakdown because I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong? And then got so aggravated because Jonathan literally came and fixed it in like five seconds after I had been fighting with it all day. Yes. But 
I feel like that happens anytime I'm working on something like with technology. I'll like sit and struggle with it. And then I'm like, hey, Tyler, can you help me with this? And he just like fixes it in five seconds. And I'm yes. like, yeah, it's so frustrating. It's like it's helpful, but it's frustrating. <laughs> what are yeah. your booms and busts? Let's. So speaking of technology and speaking of a learning curve, um, my website for my, my side hustle is almost ready to go live. That is so exciting. You literally drop your box so soon. I know. I'm I'm so nervous. But I'm nervous in the aspect of like I have to do a lot of marketing myself because like yeah. I'm not paying someone to do it. Like I'm gonna do it myself. So I'm just scared like I'm just scared that I'm not gonna do it correctly or mm-hmm. I'm gonna start doing things and it's not gonna be how I want it to look. Yeah. And I also feel like I'm not that great at, like, creating some of that content. So, like, I'm hitting, like, a creative slump. I mean, that's kind of been, like, my bust is, like, I haven't been, like, in the creative space that I was, like, a couple weeks ago. But I've also kind of been feeling, like, the la- not that great the last couple of days. So, I really haven't been productive as I should be. And my acne is getting a little bit out of control mm. these days. And it's... It's a little frustrating. I feel but. like you can't be too hard on yourself, though, with, like, your productivity levels or, like, your creativity because we have been literally hustling so hard to drop this podcast as quick as we did. So, like, I know for me, like, my channel has taken the back burner, but, like, it's just because we, like, we got this out so quickly, you know? Yeah, and there's, like... You know, there's a lot of back-end things that mm-hmm. we have to have done. So that way it kind of looks like it's not, you know, we want to make sure like our social medias are done and mm-hmm. we have yeah. episodes for you guys to listen to. and things We like truly that, so that... wanted to launch the right way. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. We could have recorded one podcast and then like uploaded and, you know, did some social medias and like, you know, done things like that. But you know, we wanted to have some episodes that you guys could listen to before, mm-hmm. you know, we start posting weekly and things like that. But yeah. Katie, tell me, what have you been obsessing with this week? It's food related. Are you surprised? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay. So the other day we decided to order pizza and Jonathan said, hear me out. His dad owns a couple restaurants. That's the back side of the story. Okay. He's like, we have this pizza at dad's restaurant that is really delicious and I've been craving it. I have never met a pizza that I don't like. I love pizza. So I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever you get, like whatever you are craving, I'll eat it. So basically it is barbecue sauce with chicken, but with pineapple and jalapeno. And it's so good. We've literally ordered it twice because we're like, this pizza is so good. (laughs) So um, I'm pretty sure some of our listeners might have just thrown up a little bit. Because it's like that age. you mentioned pineapple on pizza. (sighs) Yeah, it's this age old debate about if pineapple belongs on pizza, which if you're the type of person that gets offended that pineapple is on pizza, then there's a lot other things in the world that you should be worried worrying about as right. passionately as no dis- if pineapple belongs on pizza <laughs> i have no discrimination over hawaiian pizza i mean i have eaten plenty of hawaiian pizzas in my life but 
It's definitely not the first type of pizza that I'm reaching for if mm, that's fair. I'm ordering pizza. But what have you been obsessing with this week? So I know I said that I've been feeling a little bit under the weather the last couple of days, and it's probably because it's been that time of the month. Um, mm. My Livia period cramp reliever thing has been life-saving for me. I love that you're talking about this because I have been so interested in this product for so long. So basically, it is a TENS unit that is used for to send like basically like little shocks like a regular TENS unit and it's supposed to help relieve cramps. Mm. Okay, I'm not medical. What is a TENS unit? A TENS unit is like electroshock therapy. So basically it sends like volts of electricity to your muscles Okay. Um, they use it. I know it sounds really scary, but it's not <laughs> it like you're not being like, electrocuted. <laughs> it's not like you're being like actually like electrocuted. Um, they use it a lot in like muscle building and things like that. Um, oh, when I got into okay. the car wreck, which I talked about in a couple episodes for my knee, that's honestly one of the treatments was electroshock therapy, which was a TENS unit. It really helps when you have like muscle tears or like muscle strains and things like that, AKA or also cramps. Right. Um, so I ordered this product probably about a year ago, and, like, I've used it every month. Hmm. It has been life-saving. Like, I used to be the person who would carry Midol with me at all times me. when it came to that time of the month. And since I've gotten this, like, I do not use Midol anymore. Wow. Just because this, makes Midol... me, this makes me really want to research it a lot more now. Because... So it's definitely on the pricier side, but when you think about – The fact that it's something that you can use every month and it is like a technology device, Mm -hmm. it's honestly worth the price. Is it just like a – like is it rechargeable? Yes, it's rechargeable. So it comes with – it comes in this little like carrying case. It's like this little plastic case and then like some – they call them probes, but they're not like probes. But they come with like little sticky things um, with gel pads that you like adhere to like wherever you kind of feel your cramps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then it's just like a little square device and then it plugs in and then it has a power button and then like a stronger so you can go stronger with the settings or you can go lower with the settings and I, I mean, to be honest, like I saw this on an on an ad for yeah. something like when the the company first started to launch and like I looked at it for probably months and I was like, Man, I was like, That seems like it would be a great idea, but like I wonder if it really works. I'm telling you right now, like, if you suffer from really bad period cramps or any type, I mean, you don't necessarily have to use it, you know, for period cramps. Like, it's a good, honestly, like, if you work out and, like, strain muscles Mm -hmm. and things like that, like, this will work just as well for you. Hmm. Just buy it. Like, it's totally worth it. And it comes with, like, little covers to, like, that goes over the unit. So, like, you can change, like, the color of it. Like, I had a teal one and a white one cute and like you can you can pick all kind of different colors so that has definitely been my saving grace this week yeah we have some exciting news yes so i know in the last episode we talked about disney springs opening up on may 20th well universal city walk decided that they were gonna beat them (laughs) yeah they decided to open on may 15th with limitations um basically they're opening up with, like, the social distancing guidelines. So, you know, temperatures were taken as guests entered mm-hmm. and both guests and cast members. Well, I'm sorry, they're not cast members. They're team members at Universal um, were, requ- were required to wear masks. Um, so, yeah, so the restaurants were open. There was people out. They definitely had some social distancing going on. 
um, it looked like a lot of the people were behaving and, yeah. you know, following. Yeah, like everyone was following the rules and things like that. So yeah. it's it definitely... Looks, it a- looks like a lot of restaurants were getting really creative. Like, I, I know I saw Voodoo was, like, all outside. Yeah. Like, they had, like, a tent instead of having people, like, in their building. So... Yeah, because that place is really small. So, yeah, like, it is it's very tiny. hard for you to social distance in there. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, this definitely means that we're moving forward on mm-hmm. things so yeah that's really great yeah in fact today i read something about the florida governor calling for the theme parks in florida to like submit reopening plans so there's yeah. definitely like they definitely are trying to pick that tourism element of their state up hopefully i mean i did see also that Disney is still canceling plans until like July. So if you have like a reservation or anything like that, like that has been canceled until July, but I think it's more of just to play it a little bit safe at this point. To be honest, in my honest opinion, I don't think they're going to let out of state pass holders in, in the beginning. It's going to be Florida residents. They're going to really try and keep it contained, which you can't blame them. Right. Or if you have an annual pass, they're going to make it like blackout dates Mm -hmm. and like you would have to purchase a ticket. Yeah. I think that's honestly what's going to happen just so that way they can crowd control. We'll see. Definitely a step in the right direction. This whole episode is about COVID-19. So we're going to be talking about that today. (laughs) Um, Yeah. We want to start off with grass that comes at. Yeah. I don't, know. Wanna, I don't know what I just said. <laughs> we want to start off with a fun aspect of what COVID-19 has brought us. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about Animal Crossing. How did you find out about Animal Crossing? So, because I feel like I heard about it first. Yes, so I feel like, I mean, it's been out, it's been around for a while. I feel I like I've... Been, it's been nine years. Yeah, I was about to say, it's quite a while I feel like I Mm. okay so you have to know this about me I did not grow up with gaming consoles this was just not something that our parents bought for us but the only time that I would like play video games would be if my cousins came like for holidays or if I went to a friend's house that had a gaming console so I feel like I've always heard about Animal Crossing I didn't get into video games once I was like an adult and independent, you know, it just wasn't yeah. something that I spent my money on. So I had heard of Animal Crossing, but I didn't. I basically just knew like you were on an island with animals <laughs> and that was it. Jonathan's best friend has a switch and has had one since like they dropped. And I think he's been really wanting one for a while. And so we decided to get one at the whole start of like coronavirus in the u.s even before like there was like stay-at-home orders in place we just knew that eventually we kind of saw the writing on the wall that we eventually would be staying home so he was like hey if we're gonna be staying home for a while like we should get this we should use some of our tax return money to get a switch and so um we actually bought the animal crossing's new horizon like console And then when the game came out, I had told him about it. I was like, hey, we should get Animal Crossing. Like, it sounds fun and cute. And we have the console, Mm -hmm. so we might as well, you know. 
but you have definitely played it a lot more than I have. Yeah, so I actually found out, so I had, not that I was, like, super <clears throat> into gaming consoles growing up, but, like, I had a Sega, I had, like, a PlayStation. I don't even know 64. what a Sega is. It's something that came out in the 80s. Like, okay. <laughs> um, it's a very old console. Um, gotcha. I had, you know, I had one of those. And, you know, I had a Nintendo 64. I've always been a huge Pokemon fan. So, like, I would play on, like, a, I had, like, a Game Boy Color and kind of just, like, moved up into, like, the Game Boy aspect of it. So, anytime, like, a new console would come out, like, I would usually get them for Christmas with, like, the new Pokemon games. Like, that was something I was really into growing up. So, eventually, as I got older, I purchased a 3DS I don't know. I stopped playing video games for like and even handheld games for like a very long time because I just kind of fell out of it. And then the 3DSs came out, waited a couple years, got like upgraded to one and then started playing like the new Pokemon Sun and Moon on it. So I was like searching through like the Nintendo store that they have on the handheld and came across New Leaf. And I was like, huh, I was like, this is interesting. Like, I wonder if I would be interested in it. And like, it was on sale. So like, I bought it. I played it for like a little while, but then it kind of fell out of video games again. And then when they announced the Switch a couple years ago, I was like, oh man, that's really cool. It's the best of both worlds. Because you can literally hook it up to your TV. Yeah, so you have the handheld aspect, and then you have it, you know, you can hook it up to your TV. And then they also were coming out with, like, a brand new Pokemon game, which was, like, never done before, which is an amazing game if you are a Pokemon fan or just a game gamer in general. It's a really great game. So I ended up buying the Switch and buying that game. So when I bought mine, it was actually a year after the Switch released. So it was going through, it was, like, the version 2 or whatever they want to call it. Um, so it was actually kind of hard to get because they were selling out very quickly because everybody was trying to get the new latest and greatest version. And randomly I checked GameStop, uh, GameStop's like app and I saw that the GameStop near our apartment had one in stock. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy it. I'm just going to buy it. I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just going to buy it. So I went, I pre-ordered it. I was leaving work. I went to pick it up and then got the game. And then when the new Pokemon Sword and Shield came out, I've been playing that. When they announced the Animal Crossing New Leaf, I was, like, kind of excited because I remember, I mean, Animal Crossing New Horizons, like, I was pretty excited because, like, I kind of liked playing New Leaf, but I never really got, like, fully into it. Like, I'm kind of into it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the fact that, like, I can play it while it's on my TV, but I can also, like, continuously take it with me. So... I mean, like, I mentioned some other games that I play. Do you and John play any other different games? Yeah, so um, Jonathan and I have a Super Mario Brothers that we play together, which, like, because I didn't grow up, like, really video gaming, Mario is really, like, the only thing that I know and, like, enjoy. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So I was like, we definitely need, like, Mario games. We also have Uno, which is really fun, and a game called Overcooked, which is really fun. It's it's a very fun group game if you are like have people over. Um, Jonathan has a couple games that he plays. It's very much um, like I don't know how to describe it, but basically it's like exploration games. I guess is what you'd call it, like. 
your purpose is to like stay in the same world it's not really levels and when you die you just basically like regenerate back to where you were if that makes any sense yeah it kind of sounds like it's a um like a Minecraft almost. Yes, kind of. So he has a couple games like that that he really enjoys. I don't like games like that because I'm very like task list objective driven. So like mm-hmm. with Mario, I know I need to get the three stars and finish the right. level in the time frame. Like I like to have those objectives. So he plays those games. I do not. We're really wanting to get Zelda. We really want to buy Zelda. And honestly, my biggest wish is for them to have a Switch version of Kingdom Hearts. I would love if they came out with Kingdom Hearts for the Switch. I never really got into Kingdom Hearts. I tried. I just... I got into Kingdom Hearts. My cousins used to play it, and I got into Kingdom Hearts very... I have, like... I, (laughs) I have considered buying myself, like an xbox or a playstation just to have kingdom hearts and like buy old games that my cousins would bring over like star wars we used to play star wars all the time i don't know this whole switch thing has kind of like ignited my like oh i think i enjoy video like you want to recreate the childhood that <laughs> yeah like the video game childhood that you didn't have yes yeah exactly i agree i agree with that because when so when they when Nintendo released like the classic um, Super Nintendo and the Nintendo Classic, uh, we bought the Nintendo Classic. I think is what it was. Mm-hmm. Which, to be honest, we like I tried so hard. I I really tried to get into it, but I honestly can't. And we may have played it twice, but it's also like a good like console to have like when we have people over and like want to yeah. have like group game nights. Which obviously we can't do anything like right now, that but <laughs> now. But um, yeah. So like, I mean, like I bought our Mario Odyssey, which is a really good Mario game if you love the Mario games. And like, I have the classic like Mario Party, Mario Kart yes. 8, which you know I have Pokemon Sword. No, I have Pokemon Shield. I don't actually remember. I think it's I think it's Shield to be honest. I have like the Let's Go Pikachu, which is the new Pokemon game that came out that was like revolutionary. And then, you know, I'm, I don't really play with Tyler that often. Mm-hmm. I mean, I pretty much play with my, play by myself, but like, you know, we'll, we'll play like Mario Kart and like Mario Party every once in a while, but right. it's definitely more of my console than like mm-hmm. a console for the house. Yeah. It's definitely, thing. ours is definitely more of Jonathan's console. Yeah. So I know I didn't have this in the script, but quarantine has also brought us another thing, which has been quite controversial. And I kind of want to know your thoughts okay. about Mr. Tiger King. I was about to say, I think, I think it's going to be a Tiger King conversation. Just like a broad Tiger King overview with me is that me and John and our friend group here... We do this thing called Murder Mondays where we basically get together and eat. We'll get like takeout or something and we'll watch like true crime documentaries. Um, So maybe like an episode or two every Monday. And our friend Christina was talking with her coworkers like in like November or something. 
And she came home and she was like, we listened to this crazy podcast about this guy who like has like a big cat like zoo type thing. And but there's like murder involved. She's like, it was a really crazy podcast. They're making a Netflix show about him. We need to watch it for our murder Mondays. And so we were like, yeah, we're totally down. Like the minute that this thing drops, like that'll be our murder Monday show. It just happened to drop during COVID-19 and blow up (laughs) when we were just trying to have a murder Monday. (laughs) I feel like I wanted them, I wanted the documentarians to go into more detail about some things. Like especially the like big cat abuse that was like kind of hinted at every now and then. I feel like they went. Yeah. I feel like they went into this wanting to make a documentary about the big cat abuse and then they just saw how like crazy and off the wall Joe Exotic is and they were like, we have a subject right here that we really don't have to like do much work. We really just can observe and he makes the, he makes the story, you know? Like it'll become, it will become viral just because of how crazy everything is. Right. So, I mean, it was definitely interesting, like- it kept you on your seat. There was definitely not a time where you weren't surprised <laughs> where it was going. Oh. It had a lot of twists and turns. Some of them that I had no idea were coming. I mean, it's been out for so long. I feel like we can talk about spoilers because they're not really spoilers. Yeah. If you haven't seen Tiger King's like, stop, which I feel like everyone has seen it, but stop yeah. this episode right now and yeah. go watch Tiger King's and then come back. Yep. So I'll just say it like I did not think that that guy was going to shoot himself. So I so when we first started watching it and I'll get into how we started watching it in just a second. I knew something was going to happen to Travis. I knew he was going to die. I didn't know how. I didn't know because of the way that I was. They were talking about him. They were talking about him and the way that he like portrayed like his relationship with Joe. And then it became so like he was very like. He was in the episodes, and then all of a sudden, he wasn't. That's fair. And it, so like, if you pay attention to those details, you can honestly see it coming. And then I didn't, so like, I was very, like, I was upset when I found out how Travis died, but like, I knew he was going to die. It was kind of set up that way. Was it absolutely shocking to how he died? And like, yes. And I won't go into what happened because sometimes, like, that, you know, that's obviously like a trigger warning for some people. It was but just so bizarre. That took me by surprise. Yes, it was very like, oh my God, did that just happen? <laughs> so one of my other big questions, which has been the thing that everyone asks, do mm-hmm. you think Carol killed her husband? Yes, 100%. I think Carol Baskin killed her husband. I don't honestly think that she put him through a meat grinder, though. No, no. Okay, here's... But she absolutely here's... had something to do with Here's what I will say. She had something to do with his disappearance. Right. Here's what I will say. I think that Carol Baskin had, like you said, she had something to do with her her husband's disappearance. I also think, why does Carol Baskin feel like she's so high and mighty? Because just because she calls her tiger thing a sanctuary does not mean that she's rehabbing these cats. (laughs) Does not mean that she's any different than Joe Exotic or that other guy that has, like, four wives. Oh, my God. A Doc Antle? Yes. 
And I don't know why, and this might be unpopular opinion, and I'm sorry if we lose some listeners over this, but I don't know why people are like, justice for Joe. Like, Joe Exotic hired a hitman, and he knows it. I absolutely think, so he is guilty on that fact, but I feel like on the same page, I do feel like he was set up, but I do honestly think that there was some connection, like... Just because, so the way they portrayed it was like they were just like, um, what's his name? Creepy old dude with like the hot wife. Oh, the guy that took over his tiger thing. The Harley, the Harley dude. Yeah, I don't um, know his name, but I know who oh you're talking god, about. Oh my god, what is his name? I want to say his name's John, but I don't think that's true. Anyways, like, honestly, like an FBI agent is, he doesn't have money though. He's not rich by any means, so that's why I'm very confused. I don't think an FBI agent is or are going to build a case against Joe Exotic based on hearsay. Yeah. That's not how the legal system works. Right. So I think think there was obviously something that the FBI had on Joe, but I don't think it was – I don't think it was the informant that he claimed to be. Yeah. I also think that Joe burned down his own she shed. Absolutely, one hundred ten percent. He burned. Of the f- he burned that down because of the fact that there was the documentary, the other guy who was creating the reality show. Yes, that was a lot of dirt that was on a lot of people. I don't think Joe was the only one who did it. There was definitely other people who were involved. But yes, one hundred ten percent. That oh, fire yeah. was. Mm-hmm. It was set intentionally, 110%. Mm-hmm. So we didn't watch it when it first came out. Like, I saw it on Netflix, and I was like, huh, that's interesting. I literally only started watching this show so that way I could understand the memes that were going all over the internet. <laughs> I was very confused. That's amazing. And I was like, I was like, what is happening? I was like, oh, okay, it's about big cats. I was like, this is going to be, this is going to be interesting. So we started watching it. And I immediately knew that I was going to hate this so much, but like I couldn't stop watching it. It was like a fire that you couldn't look away from. Yeah, I feel like I am very, I love animals. I'm very sensitive to, to like animal cruelty. And I'm sure that you are like 10 times what I am. Just because of what mm-hmm. profession you're in. And so I had a really hard time watching this series just because it was hard for me to watch, like, the animal portions of of this show. Um, yeah. I just I mean, felt, like, angry and upset. And, yeah, that was really hard. Yeah, it was, it was really hard. But I think also in the fact that a lot of this – is giving people an idea of what happens at places like this is a That's good true. thing. That's true. Um, I Like you said, I really wish they would have gone a little bit into more of the tiger abuse just in that aspect to educate. But, yeah, like, I mean, they could not show the shit that was happening with Joe Exotic and right. Carol Baskin. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's just that's the way – I mean, like, that's the way to make it go viral. But oh, yeah. honestly, like, I feel like it should have been a little bit more educational and the fact they, that, they you know, owning these wild animals yeah. and things like that. I feel like they could have used their platform to do more. Educating. It honestly, 
it honestly took me by surprise when I found, when I came across the episode that it was talking about the Tiger truck stop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. In I, so I have, this is, this is a truck stop that is in pretty much near one of our college. Stop, well, it's by Baton Rouge where you used to live in Louisiana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember stopping there with my parents. Like, so my dad was a truck driver. So we used to go on trips with him sometimes. And like, we used to stop there all the time you know, to see the tiger. I mean, I was younger and, you know, things back then were completely different than they are to, you know, to this day. To be honest, these people honestly do love these animals, Mm -hmm. but they get so wrapped up in the fact that they're like, oh, I own exotic animals. Yeah. They honestly forget to honestly care for them. Yeah. I will point out though, I think it's insane that the most well-kept animals were at the former drug dealer's house. I the, like, know. mafia person. I know. His animals looked... I mean, honestly, like, they couldn't see inside his compound, so, like, who knows what actually didn't show on TV. Like, he was honestly, like, buying these creatures because he honestly loved them mm-hmm. yeah. and wanted to own them instead of, oh, I'm going to make a profit off of this. Yeah. I'm just a... He felt more like a collector, which, not that he's any better Right. I was anyone. about to say... This is still wrong, but I feel like like he did it the most right. He did it the, yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah. It was just a bizarre show. So I'm going to pause the episode really quick to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's literally the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's completely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will actually distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now let's get back into the episode. Yeah, so before the stay-at-home orders, were you, like, doing, like, a true work from home? So, I had trips in January, February, and one the first week in March that actually went this year. When I came home from my March trip, that was when there were a lot of rumors circulating the travel industry that COVID was going to shut down our season um at that point in time we had just like the couple cases in washington state and so a lot of people were speculating especially in my industry if this was going to cancel us if this was going to shut us down just how we would be affected by it and so when i came home from this trip i kind of was already a little bit desensitized to the shock of everything shutting down. I feel like people who work in the travel industry kind of had a little bit of more of a buffer than just people who work in like normal industries, like normal life industries, I should say. Uh, Right, like a nine to five type thing. Right. I feel like we kind of saw the writing on the wall a lot sooner than other, other industries did. So I came home and was talking to Jonathan about it a lot. And by March 17th, 
we decided that we were going to self-quarantine and just start working from home. And then all of the stay-at-home orders kind of started and I started to lose trips like really rapidly. So that's basically like when we started. We went... We went to one of our friends' house for St. Patrick's Day, so that's why I know for a fact that it was March 17th because I was like, this is the last thing that I'm going to get out the house and do. So what about you guys? When did you kind of start seeing everything? So, yeah, so basically I've been having that, like, work-from-home type routine because for the past year um, before this, I've pretty much been full-time student working, you know, doing everything from school. Um, So other than having to leave to go to my clinical site, like I was still pretty much having like an actual home routine. So I've kind of been like in a quarantine type routine for like the past two years now. So it's definitely not anything like completely strange and new to me. But I think it was around March 16th, around the same time as you guys, that that was the last time like we went out and got like we went to the store, like you know, stocked up on supplies. Tyler, we went to his Tyler's office and we got a lot of his like stuff so he could start working from home instead of like, you know, getting monitors and things like that for him to work. And then we kind of slowly kind of transitioned from him going to an office to him primarily working from home. So we kind of just like started building like, you know, getting another desk for me, you know, because mm-hmm. like we had a desk here, but like Tyler needed it for work. So like I we ordered a desk for me, you know, made sure we got like another office chair, me another monitor and things like that. So basically March 16th was the last time that we were really out. Yeah. We have gone out since then, like a couple times just to get like groceries. Like we rented a car and went to uh, Walmart, New Jersey to pick up some like groceries of things that like you can only get at Walmart that we like needed. But other than that, like we really have not been outside. Yeah. So it's like crazy. I mean, has your routine like stayed the same or has it, have you had to change at all? So, I mean, my routine pretty much stayed the same. I, when the beginning of this happened, going to my clinical sites like completely stopped. So that was a little bit of a change and I had to kind of finish a lot of the like schoolwork that I had to finish. Like I had to finish a lot of the book work left for the semester. So I completely finished that. And then you know, it is a different routine because now I have Tyler here all day, which is like before all of this, like he would go to the office pretty consistently. So that way I could do like schoolwork without being interrupted. So it's more of, I just have to make sure I have my headphones on it all the time instead of being, being able to like play music throughout the apartment. Cause like he's on the phone or like, you know, just, we get distracted with each other, just being together at all the time Mm -hmm. so how's it like how has it been for like you and John though I feel like my routine it's not really different than what I normally do when I'm here in between trips obviously it's changed because I don't really have a job where I can work from home you know my whole job literally is based on being in a certain place with people right um so Pretty much just like working on like my YouTube channel and like our our side businesses that has pretty much stayed the same other than like the fact of like I used to go to the gym (laughs) and yeah you know that was part that was a big part of my daily routine and that that hasn't been a thing when John was working from home I actually really loved it um in fact he liked it so much that he is starting to work from home 
like three times a week now and just going to the office for um, a couple days out of the week. But um, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I liked having him here just if I needed him to answer any questions or anything like that. It was also nice just to like have lunches with him and stuff. His office is like 30 minutes away. So it's not like I would go and visit him a lot at the office, you know? Do you feel like having a routine has kind of helped with staying home? Yes, a lot. It's helped me a lot. I feel like it's held me accountable for getting stuff done. I also have been able to work on things that I've always said that, oh, I like never have time to do that or I wish I could get this done, but I just don't have any time. Um, so that's helped me kind of that's kind of helped the days go by faster and not feel like they're all running together. What about you? Have you like stuck to a pretty rigorous routine? Yeah, I mean, I am a creature of habit. Like I have said before, I have to have some type of structure or I cannot be productive whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Like I will fall into that black hole of just scrolling on Pinterest or on Facebook or just like binge watching a TV show when I honestly have like a million other things to do. I really do try to kind of like give myself time to relax in the evenings. Like after I cook dinner, we'll like watch YouTube and then we'll go to bed. And I think that's honestly been keeping me a little sane at this point because honestly, I know you said like the days, the structure keeps your days from running together. To be honest, I can't even tell you what day of the week it is some days. Like that's how, like that's how much of a, like a routine is just like, I get up, I do this. And then like, okay, I go to bed and then I start, you know, all over again the next day. So, so like, I know like I use a bunch of things to like make sure that I keep like on schedule. What are you using to like kind of like manage your time? When it comes Um, to your schedule. Yeah. So during this time, I've just stuck with what I use in my normal life. I've stuck to my Google calendar and my planner put pretty rigorously. I haven't really adapted my like plans or goals just because I have more free time at home now. But I found that now that I finished all that work. I try and do something different every day. Um, So like on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I will edit something. So I'll edit a video or recently I've been editing this podcast. Um, Thursdays, I try to work on my tour guiding stuff. So I've mentioned in a couple episodes that I'm trying to convert everything to digital. So I'm also trying to convert all of my tour guide resources to digital. So like physical maps are becoming PDFs on my iPad. And so that has taken up a lot of my time. I'm already a person who likes somewhat of a schedule and a plan. So it was pretty important to me to maintain like an organization pattern. Yeah, I can appreciate that. Um, I've always really relied on the calendar, like Apple's calendar mm-hmm. um, on my phone just because like I've, I'm have i in that Apple ecosystem and I'm sucked in. So like I, so the way I try to like keep my schedule is I do like time blocks. So like, for example, like from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., I work on schoolwork. Then from like 12 to 1, I'll take a lunch. And then like from 1 to 3, I'll work on my side hustle. From 3 to 5, 
I'm studying, you know, basically re-going over all the schoolwork that I did in the morning from five to six, I'll work out. And then it kind of, I found this like app called Forest, which basically like kind of helps you like you set it for specific like time blocks. Like say you want it to be really productive for an hour. You, it's like a Google Chrome extension or like you can download it as an app on your phone or iPad and basically it'll grow a tree if you like continuously stay on the app and be productive Mm. and you can like blacklist certain sites like if I don't want to scroll on social media I'll black I'll blacklist like Facebook Twitter Pinterest and Instagram and things like that so I can't honestly like accidentally just be like oh well let me check Facebook because I got a notification Mm -hmm. um if you get off of the app or close out of the app like if you're using it on like your phone or iPad if you close the app your tree will wilter and die so and then like every like you can continuously like build a forest aka why it's called forest which I use has been really great especially like when I'm studying and things like that because I will get distracted because I do everything digitally for school like I use my iPad for school to take notes and things like that do you find that having a schedule and all of these resources does it really help you or do you find that you you stray away from them pretty often you get off track I feel like it really does help because like if I didn't have some type of structure or like a to-do list that I have to look at at all times I can get sidetracked and I can get overwhelmed very quickly, Mm. especially when I was taking a lot of classes. Like I had to keep it somewhat organized in some type of fashion because there was so much work to do in each of the classes. It was very easy to get overwhelmed. And then plus I had like, I was working on a side business and going to clinicals. So it's like, you know, it was very easy for me to feel like I had so much to do, but like didn't know what to do. So I just put it everything. I broke it down to like, okay, from the from now till now like you're gonna work on this and you're gonna complete it and then like be done like do you feel like that helps you as well or like are you like completely different can you just like work and be productive yeah I definitely can't operate I've tried the whole time blocking thing and I can't I just can't operate like that I don't know why my my schedule and routine has definitely helped me and like like still sticking to my Google Calendar, my planner, and now with Trello. For the most part, it really has helped me. So what is like a typical day for you as far as like your routine? Um, I'm usually up. My alarm is going off at seven. Um, and I try and I try and get up pretty, pretty closely after I don't snooze. So I'll either turn it off and get up and start my day or I'll turn it off and kind of chat with John. He leaves for work about 7.30. So maybe I'll take like that 30 minutes to just hang out and, you know, drink some coffee or something together. Um, I'll brush my teeth and then I will try and do some form of exercise just right off the bat. I know if I don't do it then that I won't do it. So after I'm done, I'll shower, wash my face, you know, change into whatever I feel like wearing that day, which let's be honest, it's sweatpants. I mentioned in a couple episodes ago, I think I mentioned it in our self-care episode, but I basically like made weekly schedules for certain aspects of my life. So... Mm -hmm. I'll do a load of laundry a day and I'll clean a room in my house every day. 
So I'll typically try and do that right after I'm done with working out and showering. I'll start that load of laundry. I'll clean that room in my house. And that that has helped a lot just because my house is clean, but I'm not like spending a ton of time in bulk just cleaning everything, you know? Right. Um, It's more of a maintain instead of just like, oh, it got really bad and I can't handle it anymore, you know? Yeah. Then I'll check my email, I'll make breakfast and coffee, and basically just start working on whatever I have scheduled for that day. I'll eat like a light lunch or I'll snack halfway throughout the day, like maybe like some fruit or carrots or whatever, but typically I'm eating a pretty big breakfast, so I don't really eat that big of a lunch. And then around five-ish, I'll shut everything down and figure out what to cook for dinner what we want for dinner and then I'll kind of have that like five to window as five to window (laughs) five to nine as like a window of dinner and free time so maybe me and John will like watch a movie or we've been playing like board games just kind of like depends on what we want to do but at nine that's when I'll like take a shower bubble bath and then um, I'll try and like read for a little bit like an hour or so what about your you? schedule makes you seem like such an adult and mine <laughs> makes me seem like I am a terrible college student I'm just going to say that right now I mean because so now that I know that you wake up at seven I don't feel so bad when I text you at 9 a.m because like no don't I'm like oh my god what if I'm waking up Katie like I'm gonna feel really no, bad don't I'm but, up at seven like even on weekends when I don't have an alarm set I'm up at seven So, like I've said before, I suffer from really bad insomnia. I just refuse to take sleeping medication for it. I take melatonin and that's it. I refuse to be almost 30 and on Ambien. Like, I just, no, I can't have that yet. So, my normal routine kind of looks like I'm woken up by 9. Because, let's be honest, Tyler wakes up at like 7, 30, 8 o'clock every morning and lets me sleep for a little bit longer and then he wakes me up. That is a good um, husband. But yeah, I mean, he lets me sleep because like he knows that like I'm probably up to like 2, 3, maybe 4 a.m. Right. Just doing nothing with my life just because I can't sleep. So I know th- one of the things is they tell you not to be on your device at night. But like if I'm not watching something, like I will not fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I've slept with the TV on as a child. So I think it's kind of really just catching up with me now. Yeah, probably. But um. Yeah, so after I'm I'm up at 9, I'll get ready for the day. Usually, I will try to change into my workout clothes and be in those all day. Or if I just kind of want to wear something comfy, I'll just change out of my night pajamas into my day pajamas at this point. Um, and the first thing I do is I make coffee. Like, I drink so many cups of coffee, which is probably also another reason why I can't sleep at night. Oh, I was going to say, you why you what? have insomnia? <laughs> whatever um and then I'll make my way over to my desk and then enjoy my coffee or if um I know like I kind of just want to like relax and drink my coffee I'll just sit on the couch before um I make my way to my desk um I try not to check my phone first thing in the morning though I have been getting a little bit better about that so once I sit at my desk I'll start checking I'll start checking like my emails my text messages and like any other type of notifications that I've gotten um I've also changed my screen to where I don't have any like I have the three most used apps that I will like if I have to get up and I have to check something really quickly it's like a either the schedule 
I'm setting an alarm or I'm looking at the weather. And that's Mm. the only three apps that are on my home screen. And then everything else is in folders. So I usually don't check any of those notifications until I get to my desk. So then I'll pretty much start, I'll check like my to-do list and start working on a task until around 12 o'clock. And then I'll usually make me and Tyler lunch and then kind of have like a little bit of a lunch break, probably about an hour or so, nothing too fancy. Um, After lunch, I usually kind of finish continuing, like finishing up some of the tasks that like need to be done for the day. And then usually around 5.30, 6 o'clock, I will make my pre-workout so I can work out. I like to work out at night. And while my like pre-workout like takes a minute to like kick in, Mm -hmm. I'll like completely finish something then like wrap up and then I'll work out probably about 30 minutes after that after immediately after I work out like I'm telling you like I work out and then I go walk in my kitchen and I start making dinner Uh so while I'm doing that I don't really do anything special I kind of try to catch up on some of my tv shows while I'm cooking dinner I'll bring my ipad in the kitchen I have like a little suction cup stand that I use so I'll cook dinner and then after that I mean, pretty much, like, the same time, like, same thing as you. Like, we'll catch up and, like, watch TV, you know, on shows that we're watching together. I'll take a shower and, but, you know, just, like, before bed and things like that. But if I do have a task that's, like, I have to have it done, like, I'll come back to my desk and work a little bit more, which that's kind of been a thing that we've been doing almost every night this night. Um, this, yeah. I'm sorry, this week, not this night. For some weird reason, I said that we go to bed around 9 or 10 o'clock, and I have no idea why, because that is not true. That's not true. I go to bed around 9 or 10 (laughs) o'clock. That is not true whatsoever. Um, Usually, like, when we were going out and, like, gone all day, like, Tyler was at his office, I was at a clinical, at clinicals, yes, it would be 9, 10 o'clock, but lately it's been close to, like, 11 Mm -hmm. o'clock. The last couple of nights, it has not been that. It has been midnight to 1 a.m. I will say I I will say this I've seen so many people be like my sleep schedule is so messed up because of quarantine I'm like staying up until like 2 a.m. and waking up at like noon for me it's been the opposite like I'm still waking up at 7 but I find that like sometimes I get out of the shower and I don't even want to read like it's like really 8 45 and I'm like I'm ready for bed like I'm tired or like I'll like take a shower early just so I can go to bed before like 8 30. I feel like my sleep schedule so I was getting a little bit better about sleeping and like falling asleep like before midnight which is an amazing thing for me I do feel like in the fact that like I'm not outside and I'm not getting so we have natural light that comes into our apartment but I'm not Mm -hmm. getting actual like sunlight I'm sitting underneath like lights all day and Mm. staring at a computer. It has definitely messed with my sleep schedule. You mentioned that you work out. Tell me a little bit about that. Working out during a pandemic. I mean, has this changed how you work out? So it hasn't. Um, I started working out from home about seven months ago. Um, So it really hasn't been different for me. So I'm kind of like in that routine of working out from home. I do think I like it a little bit better than when I was going to the gym. So, like, and I know this is, like, very minute problem, but I don't like going to the gym here in New York City because of the fact that the gyms are so small. Mm 
Mm. I don't want to go to the gym and it take me an hour and a half to do my workout because I'm waiting for someone to be finished with like a machine that I need to use. That's fair. So I kind of stopped going to the gym and ended up canceling my membership. So I used to go to this gym called Crunch, which they have like gyms all over. I ended up canceling because like I was doing the classes, but then they changed their class schedule and it just did. It wasn't fitting with like me doing school and things like that. Um, I'm also not the type of person to wake up at 5.30 a.m. to go to the gym. So some of the classes that I really, really liked, they moved to the mornings and I was not waking up to go do these classes. Like, it's just not happening. Tyler found it, to be honest. Like, I can't honestly remember. It's um, it's a personal fitness, like a personal training uh, company that has like an app. It's called Future Fit. We He started using it and then I signed up and I honestly... I didn't like my trainer at first, and now I have a new trainer, and I love him. He's amazing. Um, I feel like I honestly have enjoyed the workouts a little bit more, mm-hmm. and he's also kind of like the good thing about it is so, like, he knows that I'm working out from home, so he's giving me workouts that I can do in my apartment. Um, I know you started working out as well. How did – did like this change anything for you? Like, did you have to completely like redo everything? Yes, or 100%. like figure out a new routine? Is what I mean. Yes, um, I was going to the gym. I was one of those people that was waking up at six a.m. and going to the gym in the morning. And I was doing this. I've been doing this for a while, like probably a year now, and I've started to really enjoy it. And so I've missed it a lot during this time at at for, at the start of this pandemic I I was very half and half so because I was going to the gym so regularly and for so long once I couldn't go anymore I knew I needed to try and maintain that activity level from home so I started running in my neighborhood and I actually got to a point where I was really starting to enjoy running. I had never really liked running before, <clears throat> but I was listening to podcasts and um, doing the Couch to 5K app. So mm-hmm. it was it was coaching me. I didn't really like running because I didn't really know the science behind it. So the fact that I had something. Oh, I still, I hate running. <laughs> hate it. The fact that, okay, well, I'm going to be completely honest. I was like conditioning myself to run because I wanted to do run Disney next year that's what my goal was like I was like I'm gonna take this time to start running and I'm gonna do run Disney next year mm-hmm. and then um I had had bronchitis a really bad spell of bronchitis I've always had like throat and respiratory problems growing up but I had a really bad case of it in February and I never really recovered and I was having really bad breathing problems and so I had to go to a telehealth doctor's appointment and I actually got diagnosed with asthma so she was like honestly I'm prescribing you an inhaler but I can only give you one prescription you need to go to a real doctor like in person you need to get tested for what you're allergic to stay away from cardio pretty much is what she told me And so that went my running career. (laughs) My cardio game was kind of shot to hell. Um, Yeah. Which I really want to pick up running once I'm able to 
actually go to the doctor and get a more consistent inhaler prescription. But as of right now, that kind of just wrecked my whole fitness plans because I was just doing cardio. So I needed to... So what have you been doing now? Yeah. So I don't really like working from home, working out from home. I like the accountability of driving to the gym, being in a different place than where I live, being around other people, having access to machines and equipment. You know, like I like the amenities of a gym. So it's been very hard for me to find things that I like working out from home. I basically just made a weekly schedule with all of my other schedules that I've been talking about of a fitness one and I ordered a yoga mat. And, um, I've been trying to be consistent with it. I tried to find fitness YouTube channels that I really enjoy. It's honestly been about finding out how I enjoy moving my body instead of just doing what I see other people doing. Because... Yeah, I 110% agree with that. Right. Like, I feel like a lot of people that, like a lot of fitness influence or something like that, I don't know. I've never been one to like be super athletic and super into fitness. So it's been really challenging for me to like fall in love, quote unquote, with like, like you were saying in our self-care episode, like not viewing exercise as a chore. Yeah, I mean, so I was always kind of like the athletic like in high school, like I played every sport that I possibly could. I Mm -hmm. remember that I would work out like a lot, like I was always working out. And then when I first got into college, like I continued that, like I went to the gym that UL offered and like I would probably spend like three hours in the gym and just like work out because like I was, I honestly liked it and enjoyed it. And then I kind of, as I got older, I kind of fell out of it. I honestly enjoy like strength training or like HIIT mm. workouts. I hate cardio workouts. Like I do not like to run. I've never liked to run. It's just, <clears throat> it's not my favorite. I also have a lot of injuries from sports. Yeah. So like running, running is very painful on my knee. So I try to do a lot of things that are like not, like won't flare up my knee. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so most of the week. So when I'm working with my trainer, which I know sounds really bougie, but I'm at the point where like if I won't don't work with a trainer like I'm not gonna work out like I need someone to text me that accountability messages me he messages me every morning and like hey let's get a good workout in like I need that at this point Mm -hmm. yet is it expensive yes it is but to be honest if I was to go and get personal training at like a regular gym which Mm. like if I went to personal training at Equinox it would be roughly about the same price plus a $200 a month membership to Equinox. Right. So it's like, I might as well just continue to pay. Like, personal training is expensive in general, but I think for us right now, like, that's what's keeping accountable, right. keeping us accountable, and it's, what keep, it's keeping me working out multiple days during the week. So, like I said, I didn't like my trainer before, and I felt like I wasn't doing the workouts. And now that I switched to Ryan – Like, I honestly enjoy the workouts, and he's very motivational. Like, he, you know, there's that checks and balance system. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like I said, so I do, so I like the HIIT workout. So, I'm doing those mostly during the week, and then he gives me, like, an active recovery day on Saturday because the HIIT workouts are so rough on the body. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, it's 
it's a fancy way to say stretching to be honest and like foam rolling but I think honestly like if I did if I wasn't doing that I really enjoyed the beach body workouts yeah I've um, tried those those were fun so those are really fun because they're like classes kind of mm-hmm. and like they're like if you've never worked out or you are not athletic whatsoever these workouts are really great yeah for beginners yeah and like so with the beach body on demand thing shameless plug here like you can pay i think it's like 34 dollars for like yeah it's pretty affordable I think every, it's really affordable and i think it's per like quarter yeah like you pay it is quarterly. it's not monthly <clears throat> and so you pay like 34 dollars, and you have access to like over like 40 50 programs yes. so like if you don't like something like you can like find another program you like and now there's a bunch of other things that are like starting to pop up like there's a big thing here called class pass which basically you buy classes and like it's for different gyms around the city oh, so they're cool. starting to do more like virtual workouts which is which is great you know because like that's how like a lot of people like they do like their soul cycle and things like that they do it through class pass um yeah so like that's something that's like easy to do and I think honestly if I wasn't doing future like I would do beach body but I need that I need that accountability mm-hmm. at this point to like content to like get into a routine and like like I said in the self-care episode to make it more of like more of like oh hey like let me take a break and work out instead of like oh my god I have to work out still like we still haven't passed that point yet but right. I mean it's really only been seven months so I mentioned that I talked about pre-workout earlier yes I have to have pre-workout to work out because I don't feel like I will get a per like a really productive workout like some of the like hit workouts like my heart rate doesn't get high enough mm. to where I'm actually like burning like I've done some workouts without pre-workout and I've only burned like maybe 100 calories right that should not you should be burning more than 100 calories in a workout and like when I take my pre-workout like I'm burning 300 to 400 calories which is what you you know if you're doing a 30 minute workout that's what you should kind of roughly be burning Mm -hmm. um do you use like pre-workout or anything when you do like your at-home workouts yes so most days I do um, I like Alani New. I take mainly their rainbow candy, but I also like their guava, um, flavor. Um, and I've recently been drinking Celsius. So I like the mango peach and the dragon fruit lime. I do a lot of different types of work. Like I do very different types of workouts than you do. So some days I'm doing a workout that I don't really need a pre-workout to kind of motivate me if that makes sense. Um, I've been focusing a lot on strength training. The fact that I can't really do cardio right now, I've had to like really stretch myself and try and figure out what I like and enjoy and what's effective. So I've been focusing a lot on strength training. Those are typically exercises that I need pre-workout for just because they're not the most fun for me. And if I don't have the like jolt of energy that the pre-workout brings, then I'm probably going to talk myself out of it. Yeah, I've also started to do a lot of yoga and try and work on my flexibility. That's been a really big goal for me. And I've really been doing a lot of ballet exercises. I loved the dance classes that I had to take in college. 
And so I've kind of revisited that again and was like, okay, like I need to perceive exercise not just as like this horrible activity that I have to do because it's good for me, you know. I was Mm -hmm. just spending a lot of time doing exercises that I hated and I'm really trying to like take advantage of this time at home and do activities that actually I really love but that are also like movement based so it just kind of depends on what I'm doing that day whether or not I need the pre-workout but I totally get why you were saying that like sometimes you can't get your heart rate up because it's so annoying when you're doing all the work and you're not burning what you need to to like for it to be valid yeah I agree with the Alani new products um I once again, it's an influencer thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I use the, I currently use the Hawaiian shaved ice flavor, which is Ooh, I've heard good delicious. things about that flavor. It's really good. Um, it honestly, I know it's not the same thing as a snow cone, but it reminds me of a snow cone. But like, um, it's a I'm snow really cone. interested. <laughs> I am really interested to try their mm-hmm. like actual like pre-made energy drinks because they said it's like a very coconutty flavor, and I love coconut. The pre-workout that I used to use, like, throughout college and, like, pretty much until recently was C4 and the watermelon. I loved that stuff. Do I recommend anybody take it? Absolutely not because it literally felt like my heart was going to beat out of my forehead. (laughs) Yeah, like, when I'm telling you, like, it gave me the jitters so bad. But, like, we – I used it when we – when me and Tyler used to work out in the morning. So we used to go to Reds in Lafayette Mm -hmm. and we would go at like 545 in the morning. I needed that C4 in the mornings because like I, I needed my body to like be awake. Can you believe that all of our episodes are now recorded? Oh my God. I mean, not all, not all of them, but all of the ones that are dropping have been recorded yeah so um if you've listened to all of these episodes in a row you're the real mvp and we love you so much yeah this is is crazy we're gonna add this little tidbit in there katie you can put it in an episode or not we have been bulk recording a lot of these episodes so we have been staying up till at least midnight for the last three nights we recorded episodes, didn't like them, re-recorded episodes. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you're listening to these episodes means a lot to us because we yes. have put a lot of work into this. Like I said, it is now 2.40 in the morning. Yeah. And, and um, we are recording so that way we can get these episodes out to you guys in our incranely, insanely stupid time frame. Yeah. But... We want to make sure that these episodes are things that you want to hear. So definitely give us feedback. Mm -hmm. Um, You can, we will have all the ways to contact us on our profile and also on our social medias. But if you liked these episodes, rate and review us. Yeah, give us five stars. Even if you don't like the episode, just give us five stars. Who cares? Tell your friends. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And also a lot of the stuff that we will have that we talked about we will have linked as our favorites on our Instagram mm-hmm. page. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Well, that was it for today. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We drop new episodes every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Everything will be linked in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>